Today we continue our series, Groove, Finding Your Tempo in a Chaotic World. And last week I talked about speed, and now today is about listening to different voices, and the voices in our life. Currently there's a few shows on TV. Uh, One is called The Voice, and if you've ever watched The Voice, they have all these judges who have their seats turned to these people who are singing, And then they have to hit their buzzer, signaling that they could be on their team to turn around and actually see who's singing. So they have to judge based solely off a voice. There's another show called The Masked Singer, where they have people dress up in different costumes and they sing and the judges try to guess who is actually singing or doing this thing in front of them. Both are scenarios simply judged off of a voice. And it amazes me that again and again and again, People watch these shows and come back to it to hear both new voices and old voices. And I think the reason why is a voice is powerful. A voice is a powerful medium for both good or evil. And it's not just about singing. Your voice is powerful. Your voice is powerful in this world for both good or evil. Or as James 3, 7 to 10 states... People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless, it is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Your tongue is powerful. Your voice is powerful for both good or evil. Now, a voice can be described in a couple different ways. You have this, in a sense, physical voice that begins in your larynx and you can say things that that come out your mouth because you have a voice. And unless you have some type of medical condition or health issue, the majority of us have a physical voice. But then secondary, we have a voice that can be defined as an opinion or attitude that is expressed. For example, you can say that person has a positive voice or a negative voice, a contrarian voice. They're a voice from the left. They're a voice from the right. They are a voice of reason. And you can hear that that type of voice relates to the attitude and the opinions that are being expressed. So to help us figure out these voices and what we're listening to and what voices we have and how to respond to it, I think it'll help to categorize different voices. So there's four primary voices that I understand. One is our inner voice. Each one of us has an inner voice in our lives. It's that voice of conscience, voice of reason. reason. It's that narrative we tell to ourselves about ourselves again and again and again. And this inner voice is often assumed to be right and true. That what you're telling yourself You in a sense say in your mind, I wouldn't lie to myself. And what I'm saying is accurate about me and others and the world. But the reality is that every day in our minds, in our inner voice, we believe things that are both true and false. We believe things that are both right and wrong about ourselves and about others and the world around us. So the first voice is the inner voice. The second voice is the outer voice. And the outer voice is could be those people who are physically around you. 
So that could be a spouse, a family members, siblings, co-workers, people that you come, become physically in contact with that are speaking into your life. Then also there is an outer voice that comes in a different form. It's not physically the people that are around you, but it's all of the messages and opinions that you are getting through, say, social media, the news, podcast, books, and other information that you're taking in is a voice in your life. And the outer voice can be many different directions. It can be positive or negative, affirming or discouraging, fearful or faith-filled, angry or peaceful. And this outer voice influences you and I. And it influences our inner voice. And the more you listen to outer voices, it can become your inner voice. With outer voices, you have to also recognize there's outer voices speaking into your life and you are the outer voice for somebody else. That when you speak to somebody else, you are their outer voice speaking to them. And these voices are powerful. Now, it's helpful to identify that some voices should take more priority than others. We shouldn't listen to every outer voice and say, I give this equal validity in my life. Say a voice of a parent, a sibling, a teacher, somebody in authority should potentially take more preeminence in your life than a voice you just hear on social media or the news. Depending on who you are, you will also lean towards different voices, different tones of voices, different narratives. And you have to be aware that these outer voices are influencing you in your life. Now, two voices that I've seen in our culture and in many conversations that I've had again and again are the voices of fear and anger. Now, fear and anger can be very powerful motivating factors. And there's a healthy fear. There's a healthy anger. But there seems like this overarching narrative I hear again in the world around us. Be fearful and be angry all the time at everything. And with that, that is not a healthy way to live. That is not what my inner voice needs to be telling me all the time. That you need to be fearful and angry about things. The outer voices can become your inner voice. And so be aware of what you're allowing in as part of your outer voice. Growing up, I was bullied by my older brother. I don't think he realized that. We wouldn't have said that when I was growing up. But he verbally said things to me again and again that demeaned me and discouraged me. And over time, this outer voice of my brother became my inner voice. I began to believe this as true about myself. And it was powerful in a negative way. And as time went on, I didn't even realize that this voice was controlling me until I said yes to Jesus and began to understand who God had created me to be, which was much different than the voice that I was telling myself about who I was. And it's taken time and energy and permeating myself with the word of God to understand who I am in God's view versus this outer voice that had influenced me. 
So we have this inner voice, this outer voice, and the third voice is the enemy's voice. The enemy's voice. Now, for some of you, when I talk about this voice and the next voice after this, it seems a little bit strange to talk about the supernatural, the spiritual world, and it can make you uncomfortable a bit. But I'm not asking you to change your views on anything, but just hear me out. I have become convinced in my own life and observing people around me and observing the larger world that there's truly a voice of the enemy at work in our world and in your lives. The first time in scripture that we hear the voice of the enemy is in the book of Genesis. And he ends up in the Garden of Eden. God had made a perfect garden and placed Adam and Eve there and gave them all yeses. He said, you can do everything you want in this garden, all yeses except one no. Just one, one no. All yeses, one no. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now in Genesis 3, we see this voice appear in the form of a snake. It never says, says Satan or the devil, but you can infer it from the passage of that, who the, that is who the voice is. An enemy of God, an enemy of Adam and Eve, and this voice begins to speak. And what does this voice say? Well, in a deceptive manner, the voice simply twists what God has said just enough to get Adam and Eve to do something that they wouldn't have done on their own. With a promise of saying to them, God is limiting you. God is restricting you. God just wants your destruction. He doesn't want what's best for you. So go and do this. In reality, God knows what's best for us. God knows what leads towards health and flourishing in our lives. But the enemy twisted it. And Adam and Eve chose to listen to that voice. And from that, the moment they gave in to the lies, sin entered the world. Humanity fractures, relationships with God, God and others distorts, death and lies take root, and we have been dealing with competitive voices both inward and outward since that moment. Now to think that the enemy's voice only influenced Adam and Eve and then he went silent and disappeared is naive at best in a blatant denial of the evil in our world. At worst, across the pages of scripture, we can see the enemy's influence both subtly and blatantly in individuals, in families, in societies, and the destruction and consequences that he wreaked in people's lives. The apostle John writes in John 10, 10, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. That's his purpose. That's what he wants for you. When his voice is speaking to you, it doesn't matter how good it sounds, that's what he is trying to do in your life. And then Jesus says, my purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life. There's an old saying that goes this way. The greatest lie the devil ever told was convincing people he did not exist. 
And when you don't believe the devil exists, you will refuse to believe he has any voice in your life or in the world around you. But when you recognize that there is a supernatural component to the evil in our world that's been perpetuated through all of history, it will cause you to pause and recognize the power of that influence. Think about some of the voices throughout history that have just wreaked carnage on our world. The voices that would say different ethnic groups are not worthy to live. And you get things like the Holocaust. The voice that says, we can enslave other people because of their color of their skin or their background. That is the voice of the enemy. When innocent lives are taken before birth, that is the voice of the enemy. When people are used and abused and even sold, that is the voice of the enemy telling people that that's somehow okay. There is an enemy that is bringing supernatural evil influence to our world. Ephesians 6, 12 says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. There is a whole spiritual system of evil that wants nothing but our destruction and the world's destruction. But the interesting thing, it doesn't come packaged as that. It comes packaged in more subtle ways with little nuances and actually telling you that these things are good and positive and helpful when in actually they're harmful, destructive and will actually wreak havoc on your life and those around you. Think about some of the lies that we believe again and again. Money will bring you happiness. That's a lie. There's a lot of really rich, miserable people And there's a lot of really poor, miserable people too. But money is not the source of happiness. Bigger, better, newer, faster is always what you need. More, more, more. Have sex with whoever you want. It doesn't matter. There's no consequences. Go have fun. Anything else is limiting your freedom. But you take all these lies and you begin to pause and filter them through actually truth. You begin to see that they are lies in subtle packaging. Just go look at the WHO website, WHO. One million sexual infections new every single day of the year. There's no consequences to sleeping with whoever you want. Yes, there is. The voice of the enemy is powerful sometimes subtle and deceptive, but is influencing our world in incredible ways. Now, by this point, you might be thinking, thanks, Mark, you're so encouraging today. We have this inner voice, this outer voice, this voice of the enemy, and I am now just hearing voices in my head that weren't even there before I walked in the door this morning. Well, that's not my hope. My hope is to bring some clarity with this last voice, and this last voice is... Simple to understand, but not easy to live it out. And the last voice is God's voice. God's voice. 
Now, right away, I want to address when I say God's voice, because God speaks in many different ways. He can speak through nature. He can speak through other people. He can speak through circumstances. But I believe that the primary predominant way that we have to continue to go back and back and back to, to filter all of these voices through is the word of God, the Bible. That if we want to stay on track, we cannot just be led by circumstances or other voices or nature, but we need to have the word of God in our life. Now you might say to me, well, the word of God, the Bible is not the voice of God. It is, it's words on a page. Well, in John 1, 1, we read about Jesus and it says this, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. Then we jump down to verse 14 and it says, the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. The word here for word is the word logos. And logos means, there's many different uses of it in the Greek language, but the two primary ones in scripture are about the communication of a message by a messenger and the actual content of the message. So the messenger that's communicating it and the content of the message. So when we say the word of God, we can both mean the written word of God, but we can also mean Jesus as the one who's communicating this truth as the messenger. So in other words, let's just put it this way. Jesus is God's voice made flesh. And the Bible is God's voice written for us. Jesus is God's voice made flesh, and the Bible is God's voice written down for us. Scripture says the same thing. Jeremiah 23, 29, does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord? Is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces? Or Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. God's written voice, the Bible, and God's spoken voice through Jesus are powerful and have the ability to change our inner voice reframe our outer voice, overrule the enemy's voice so that we can follow the one true voice of God. Let me say that again. God's word and God's spoken voice have the ability to change our inner voice, to reframe our outer voice, to overrule the enemy's voice so that we can follow God's voice. Jesus says in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. If we expect to have a healthy life, a life lived on tempo, a life that is in the groove in a chaotic world. We must learn to discern the voice of God through his word, the Bible, and let the world around us be filtered through that lens. Like I said, this is simple, 
but not easy. So where do we go from here? How do we sort of boil down these voices and take something away from us? Well, I think there's three things that we can do. Three simple things we can do. First, identify the four voices in your life. You need to figure out where these voices are coming from. What is your inner voice telling you? What are the outer voices telling you? What is the voice of the enemy in your life? And how is God's voice at work in your life? You need to identify the voices in your life. Now, if you are having trouble doing that, I'd encourage you to go away, find some silence, some stillness that can help, or go to a trusted follower of Jesus that you can talk about this with them. And they can help you discern the different voices in your life. Second, prioritize. Prioritize who you're going to listen to, who you're going to follow, who you are going to allow to let you be influenced by. Now, often we allow all these voices to have the same type of influence in our lives, but we need to prioritize who we're going to listen to. And even if you don't prioritize, you have already prioritized certain voices in your life. But I'd rather have you be intentional about saying, what are the voices that I'm following and listening to in my life? And then third, organize your life to hear the voice of God. Organize your life to hear the voice of God. What I mean is we need to find a daily, a weekly, a monthly, a yearly rhythm of what it looks like to know and respond to the voice of God. If Jesus says, my sheep, my followers know my voice, as followers of Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, you should know the voice of God through scripture and through other ways. Finding in a groove in life, Finding and following the right voice in our life takes time and effort, but in the end, it will be worth it. My grandmother, who is now 99 years old, you know I love to talk about my grandma, but my grandma, who's 99 years old, at one point in her life was mentally unstable to a point that she probably needed hospitalization. And in this point of crisis, this was many years ago, probably almost 60 years ago, if not more. She told me a story that in this point of crisis, with all these competing voices and mental instability in her head, she began to pin scripture verses to her actual clothes. And as these voices would begin to take over, she would begin to say out loud the verses that were actually attached to her clothes and begin to repeat them and say them and believe them over the other voices that were competing in her mind and in the world around her. Now, if you'd even meet her today, yes, she's very old and tiny. And yes, age is catching up with her, so the mental clarity isn't exactly there. But what you'll still find her doing and what she's done for the last, I don't even know how many years. I know it's 60 plus years. And I've witnessed it myself again and again. Her sitting there with a Bible open on her lap, pouring over the word of God. I don't know how many times she's read those pages in her Bible. But she has discovered and identified the voice she wants to listen to. She has prioritized the word of God in her life and the voice of God. And she has organized her life and said, I'm going to continue to go back there. 
and hear that voice as the dominant voice in my life. She is the most biblically Jesus-centered person I probably know. And it didn't happen in one day. It's been forged over a lifetime of listening to the voice of God over all other voices. If you have never said yes to Jesus, the first step in clarifying and knowing the voice of God in your life is doing that. And here at Neighborhood Church, we love to put in just four big movements, creation, the fall, the rescue, and the restoration. That as I said, God created us to be with him. Sin separated us from God through the fall. That voice in that relationship with God was fractured, but Jesus came on a rescue mission to restore relationship with God through his death and resurrection. And when we receive him into our lives, when we say yes to Jesus and no to the other voices, when we ask for his forgiveness and cleansing and fill, allow him to fill our lives, he will make us brand new people. And I believe we'll begin to clarify the voice of God in our lives. And one day, as believers in Jesus, we get to look forward to a full restoration of all things. That we will not have these competing voices one day when we stand before the throne of God. We will only hear his clear voice above all. But for today, we have competing voices. And the first step to clarify is saying yes to Jesus. And if you have never said yes to Jesus, I'd encourage you to do that today. And if you're in person, just grab one of those connect cards, fill it out and drop it in the offering. And we'd love to be in touch with you and pray with you. And if you're doing that online, we'd love you to go to our website or there's also going to be posts in the chat, a link uh, for neighborhoodc.org where you can go uh, identify you made that decision. And we'd love to follow up with you, pray for you and give you a gift too. But may we be people who identify, organize, prioritize and organize the voice of God in our lives. Father God, I pray that we would truly learn to be your sheep again and again, who hear your voice, who respond to your voice and live out of that voice. God, with this world and all of the things that constantly come in and all the different voices and competing voices, God, may we find that time and space to hear from you more than any other voice. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.